We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Feeling very certain about this. Sirianni was also stretched. You know, in doing this and researching this, Sirianni not only had his responsibilities as head coach of this team, from what I was told, now Sirianni won't go public with this, I'm sure the Eagles won't, won't, won't go public with this or even admit this, but Sirianni did a lot of coaching of the coaches. So he's not only dealing with his responsibilities, he was trying to help out. I mean, the classic case was this, this past you know, training camp where the side didn't have the right personnel on the field for, for a defensive play. Sirianni had to kind of come all the way over and correct it. Coaching of the coaches. More on the play to Sirianni as we're finding out from this past year. Joe Sanlaquita a couple nights ago here on WIP. Welcome back. Ooh. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, 215-592-949 for 2.30 today, the press conference. We'll, we'll discuss what we want to hear said in this press for coming up in a little bit. Of course, Reese Hoskins to the Brewers, Doc Rivers to the Bucs. A lot going on here. And do we still trust Howie as much? Are you starting to waver in your confidence in Howie? But that was interesting, Hugh, listening to that take on Sirianni and, and kind of what he needs. So, we haven't had this discussion. I think it's really interesting. Hugh, we know they're in the market for a new offensive coordinator, right? Brian Johnson's out of here. New guy's coming in. Hugh, when you think about this coordinator, do you think they need a coach that hits his offense? He takes charge. He calls the plays. It's his offense. Or is this new guy to come in here to help Nick with his offense? I, I look at it like this, Joe. Uh, I think that you can run Coach Sirianni's offense because I think that you want to try to keep as much continuity as you possibly can. You don't want to change too much terminology. But it has to ultimately be my philosophy and what I feel that there needs to be more of an emphasis on. Like I said, I feel like if you incorporate more of the running game into this offense, if you incorporate some motion into this offense, a lot of these things that you you do are fixable within the realm or the scheme of what Coach Sirianni wants to run. Like there are every every offense that is in the NFL, I'm pretty sure that they have blitz beaters in them. You know, you you have certain things or certain nuances that you can put in that are capable of beating, beating the blitz. That's that those are hot reads, and the receivers have to be on the same page. If the receivers see certain looks, if they see press coverage or something like that, then they know they're man to man and they know that the blitz coming. Then they have to turn around and get ready for the ball to come quick. They have to re- readjust their routes and things like that. That That's on the quarterback. That's on the offensive coordinator. And you have to be able to, to do that. A lot of times, routes get adjusted on the fly. And you and the quarterback have to be on the same page so you would know exactly where the receiver is going so you could just throw the ball to a spot and, and, and the receiver is there to catch it. So I think that you could still run Coach Sirianni's offense but you can have some some built-in stuff that takes a lot of the pressure off of the quarterback. So I'm at the point where I want someone else to run the offense. I, I want Sirianni out of out of the out of the room. I mean, like it, we we know now and we've seen it that you can have CEO coaches that succeed. John Harbaugh is doing it. Do we think John Harbaugh is going in as Todd Monkett's putting together the offense and putting his hands in there? No, I'm sure he's saying, "Hey, this is maybe a week we need to run it more. We need to throw it more. This is the philosophy." And then Todd Monkin does his thing for Lamar Jackson. 
Do we think Dan Campbell is is turning the stew as, as Ben Johnson's creating plays? I don't think he is. I think he's setting the culture. If Sirianni's going to stay here and be culture guy, then be culture guy. And I'll let someone else run the offense. Uh, here's an example, Hugh, I, I could give you. When I, you know, before I started doing this show with you, right, I was on at night. Mm-hmm. But often, when someone was out, I would fill in during the day. Okay, I would fill in for DeCameron on the, on the old midday show. Yeah. I would fill in for Marks very often on the, the old afternoon show. When I did that, I did their show, but it always kind of felt weird because I didn't do things like I used to do it by myself at night because they had a system, right? They had a formula and it worked. Mm-hmm. So I kind of sat in the seat and, and did the kind of played the role and did the, the, the role that that host did. I filled in in that role, but it, it didn't feel like my show. It didn't feel like what I would typically do. And that's okay because I was asked to fill in and I, I did it to the best I could those days. But if we're bringing Cliff Kingsbury in here, or Arthur Smith, a guy you know well, or whoever, let them run their offense. I, I don't think Sirianni's offense is any good anyway. Yeah, but I think the thing that you want to try to keep the continuity is with the terminology. Because now we're talking about coming in and learning a whole new system and, and certain things that people say that they might mean something else in somebody else's offense. So I think that's where you want to try to keep the continuity. I just feel it's awkward for Cliff Kingsbury to come in here and just call Nick's plays and and kind of alter Nick's plays. See, I, I would say the playbook, say if they have a similar philosophy and the terminology is similar, doesn't necessarily have to be Coach Sirianni's playbook. And that's me speculating, never played, never played offense. Never yeah. played offense, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm speculating that's what it is because I'm pretty sure, like I, I'm confident in thinking that Say, for instance, if a Ron Rivera comes in here or uh, uh, Al, not Al Harris, but uh, oh, I can't think of his name, the defensive coordinator in, in uh, Mike Caldwell, excuse mm. me, had a brain fart for a minute. If Mike Caldwell or, or Ron Rivera comes in here, they're going to probably call a defense that I'm, sim- I'm familiar with because it's probably a, a, some tweaking of Jim Johnson's defense. The same thing with Coach uh, Spagnuolo, Steve Spagnuolo. It's probably something that – They're from that tree. Yeah. So it's going to be something that's familiar. I think that's the thing that you want to kind of keep. Now, defensively, I think that with the way that if you get this defense to play with the mentality that you want them to play with, it'll probably be simple, but it'll be better because it'll be more aggressive. See, I think if we do that, we're pigeonholing ourselves. Like we're looking for people who have like, oh, they're, they're kind of like what we did anyway, so it's just easy. Then I don't think we're getting the best people in here. We're getting, see, I, we're getting like yes men. See, I don't look at it like that. I look at it as I look at the biggest problem – for offense is terminology and understanding the concepts. I think if you have the same basic concepts, you could run uh, the the same offense but have different emphasis on different things, like the run game. Sure. Like I, I feel that's how I feel well, when when I when I hear you when when I hear uh, people talk about offense. You could have the same concepts, but you maybe you put more emphasis on maybe you have a bigger running back. Maybe you run more a fullback set, more sets with right. a fullback. Or things of that nature. I just want to get the best offensive coordinator in here to fix Hurts and to get this offense rolling again. And if that means that guy runs his offense instead of – I just like, what is the Sirianni offense? What are we trying to get someone to do for him that he can't do himself? Kyle, where do you, where do you come did. down on this? Because I, I really think that they need to bring in – like, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Sirianni just being CEO – Leader dude, rah-rah, clap and yell and other fans, and let someone else run an offense around here. I'm with you for pretty much one simple reason. Yeah, leader dude. Look, Nick Sirianni's <laughs> offense stinks. Whatever he is. Leader dude, though, man. 
Well, I'm trying to find one thing he can do well. Motivators, motivator, young man. Then keep your butt out of the offensive planning room. Go uh, motivate. Uh, Hugh, I'll put it to you this way. The quarterback doesn't like Sirianni's offense. Get a new offense in the here. The quarterback didn't like it so much, he even threw his best friend under the bus. Good. That's crazy. I tell you all you need to know about Sirianni's offense. It's it, it's crap. I mean, it doesn't work anymore. So I would much prefer to get a guy in here who knows what the hell he's doing, actually owns his offense. And I'm past the point of like, because we're, we're not going to find out anything new next year when the offense comes in and looks better when it's taken over from Nick Sirianni. Like, we already know Nick Sirianni doesn't really do anything. So I'm ready to just start. This, start this train, like if it's the next step towards Sirianni being out of here and we actually have somebody worth a damn that knows what they're doing on offense, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. So like, I, I also go back to 2019-2020. They started to do this to Doug. Hugh, they brought in a lot of different people. Rick Scangarello was what? Rich Scangarello? I think it was Rich yeah, Scangarello. Rich Scangarello. Yeah. Rich Scangarello. What a name he had. Uh, he had worked with Shanahan <laughs> before, right? They wanted to incorporate parts of Shanahan's offense in here. They brought in Marty Morningweg. And you know what the 2020 offense looked like with all these cooks in the kitchen? It looked like crap. They couldn't move the ball. I mean, it was terrible. And I think it was because they had too many ideas. So let's say it's Kingsbury. We know they interviewed him. His offense is different than Nick Sirianni's. It is. So I just feel like you'd be trying to marry all these things, and then what's the messaging? I I, I don't get it. It pretty much comes down to like one simple thing, is that Jalen Hurts doesn't like it. Why would we run an offense that the quarterback doesn't like? Yeah, that's the thing that gets me. But, again – there could be certain concepts because it feels like they want to rely heavily on the vertical passing game. You could have pieces of the vertical passing game in there, but it all depends on how you fit. To me, I look at offense like a puzzle, and and certain pieces have to fit together first before you can start to put other pieces. Like like when I do a puzzle, I do the edges mm. first. I do too. Yeah, you know what I mean because that's kind of the smart way to do it. I would assume instead of trying to start in the middle. When you think, when I think of this offense, and them throwing the damn ball down the field, and they haven't set anything up, that's the equivalent to me of starting in the middle. <laughs> We're doing puzzles from the middle. You know here. what I mean? You do it, like you got to start from the edges first. You gotta, you gotta build some type of foundation. And to me, the running game, even if you don't run the ball, do the screen game, something to get the quarterback comfortable. There has never been a time this year where I've seen plays ran in the passing game where you want to give the quarterback comfortable throws where he feels good throwing the deep ball. Hmm. You, you, you see I'm going yeah. with this? Like, like rhythm, say, for Brock, Brock Purdy, you gave him a couple screen plays. Boom, 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 boom. Gave him a couple dump-offs out of the backfield. And then you launch it. We go run, play, run, play, then go, hey, damn the torpedoes, throw it down the field. Quarterback, first play out the gate, he throwing a deep ball. That, to me, makes no sense. You have very little rhythm that way. Yeah, none. I wouldn't even let Sirianni in the meeting on offense every week. Is he part of the meeting to hire the coordinator? Uh, well, I, I think you'd have to let him in the room. <laughs> I Nick, mean, if we're being honest, probably not. Again? Bob? Yeah, Nick. Just come Frank? Frank All right, we'll find out at 2.30. Some of the answers. 215-592-9494. Ed is up next on WIP. Hey, Ed. Ed going once. Ed going twice. Ed. Yeah, that's all right. Charles is up next. What's up, Charles? Hey guys, how you doing? Hey Charles, what's up? <clears throat> yeah, I was just <laughs> sitting there listening to you know Hughes' point of um, it reminded me of when Lashawn McCoy we had D Jackson Lashawn McCoy here, and um, you couldn't if you ran the ball with Shady, you had to bring them linebackers up 
once those linebackers came up, then you hit them with the tight end. As soon as you hit them with the tight end, safety had to do something. Then you hit them down, fail with D with Jack. And this the way that they plan their offense is just so off. It's, it's not worth it. It's like throw throw the whole offense out with these bubble screens and. Hello. Yeah, Charles, I'm with no, you. We, we, yeah, I'm you, listening. You want to fail off? What you want to change this whole offense? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's not. It's not good enough. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's just not good enough. But then I started going. One, you know, I wanted to make a point about yeah, he Hughes' point about the defense. Um, Hugh, first of all, Hugh, what do you think Jim Johnson would have done with this defense? Well, like I like to be honest, if you're at, like, I don't think the corners would be on the field. I think Jim would have probably went with those young corners, and I know that that. You know, you have experience with those guys, but they didn't want to tackle anybody, man. Like, no, like, like for didn't. me, for me, neither one. Like, I understand. You know, we want to go with the veteran guys and all this other stuff, man. I would play those young guys. Those young guys, to me, in those short games they play in 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 mm-hmm. uh, Coach Patricia's defense, they showed a lot of heart to me. They showed a lot of heart. They weren't afraid to stick yeah. their nose in the run game. Yeah, I would have played those two guys if it was me running the defense. Yeah, I was telling a couple of buddies of mine, I said, Slade doesn't want – He don't want no parts of that, year, man. He don't want no parts of that. No, and no that's that's, that's the part that he got butthurt about because uh, Seth called him out on. He didn't want to tackle. And, then I, and if I can see it as a novice, come on, man. I'm sure everybody else in the NFL know, yeah, run that Slade, he ain't going to tackle you. You know, but nobody wants to call him out on that. Yeah, the whole, the, Ed Charles, you're, the whole league knows it by at this point in his career. Yeah, I mean, it, and and you know the stuff that bothers me with him too is you know he, he like he likes to point out that he plays well if even if the team doesn't, and that that to me is not a leader right there. No, no it's not a leader. And take this here right on off the chest because you're gonna point out all your accolades and everything that you a Hall of Famer and all this stuff. No, Eric Eric Allen, that's a Hall of Famer. You know, put him in there right now. He should have been in there already. Charles, I Somebody agree. I, I hope he does get in. Yeah, the only time Darius is going to the Hall of Fame is when he buys a ticket. I mean, that's the only way he's getting <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I'm, I didn't I, – I, I was half in, half out on Coach Sirianni being back here um, because I really don't understand what it is that he does well. Uh, even when you're talking about his motivation, well, he, the, the team looked so lackluster in the last six weeks even in the playoffs, how do you come out and play like that in the playoffs? I don't get it. Charles, uh, I don't either. I mean, they, they rolled over. I mean, Charles, man, we appreciate the phone call. That, that's why I'd love to have been a fly on the wall to figure out what he did say to, to Lurie to keep his job. Dolores has got a take on Reese Hoskins' departure. What's up, Dolores? Dolores. Yeah, hi. Enjoying the conversation. Uh, I think I thought that their decision on Hoskins was really just the best baseball move they could make, even though it's sad to see him go. I thought – it was the only baseball move to make. So Bryce was more than adequate at first base. Um, and, um, and then Rojas, you know, I think, I think we can underestimate the value of an elite outfielder because there's a, there's a metric defensive run saved. Mm-hmm. And the very best um, fielders over the course of a whole year have 15 to 20 runs saved. Rojas had had 15 runs saved in 60 games. So, Dolores, I I understand your point, and I do agree he's a special defensive player. He he could be a gold glover. But at the same time, you have to hit enough to play. Like, no matter how good you are defensively, and I'm skeptical he's ready to hit enough. I mean, we saw in the postseason he just was overwhelmed, and 
I, I think I understand your point, and I think the Phillies saw it the way you did. It just made baseball sense. I just feel like they might be one bat short, and I'm worried that the kid isn't ready to hit yet. And then it kind of, you know, how much can you play him, even if he's that great defensively, if he can't hit? No, but it was interesting. He nearly hit 300 during the regular season. Mm-hmm. And then during the playoffs, they kept feeding him high fastballs, and he couldn't lay off. Yeah, he was exposed so a little I, bit. But, yeah, right, that was a small sample. Perhaps he's not that bad. He probably isn't. Very small sample, you know, under pressure. So, I no, I, I, think, I think it was clear they had to do that. And, and you know, and, the, and Rojas' bat didn't lose to Arizona. Castellanos' bat did, and even Turner's bat did. I mean, their, their best hitters just failed during Arizona, so Rojas can't be blamed for that, I don't think. He's not, you're right, he was hitting ninth, yeah, right? Was, yeah, but he was, he was a part of the problem. He was, he was, but, he was but, but, Tur- yeah. but Turner and, but the core and group, Castellanos. Yeah, the core group yeah. guys. Yeah. It's yeah. more of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mr. O for 24, Castellanos, I mean, that was awful. <laughs> and then the other thing is, I, I think Howie will fix it. I have, some, I have faith in Howie. <laughs> you and I. T- and Howie, we, we trust. Yeah, we agree on that one. Dolores, good phone call. Dolores, good call. She came with some takes there. Johan Rojas takes and. I mean, she's put the blame where it needs to be. This won't be long now, man. We got our itinerary. I'm so excited. I know. We, we, did, we received our water. Clearwater trip itiner- itinerary this morning. Kyle's coming with us this time. I'm going to be there, so no bad vibes, no uh, no season-ending injuries starting in training Hold on. camp. Are you blaming us for what happened? Of course. Wow. That 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 hurt a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> truth some, hurts sometimes, someone man. Someone <laughs> did tell me that day that I jinxed it because I believe the show that day was this was the most talented Phillies team in history, and by the end of the show, they had lost one of the players. I vaguely remember something <laughs> yeah. like that. My being fault. Said. Yeah. I mean, look, this is what we do. We pick the World Series opponents before we even beat the Diamondbacks. You know. I mean, that was a good discussion. Astros or Rangers? It's not my fault they didn't win. I mean, we yeah, ruined the season. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll take. We the went over twenty four. In the, in I'll the take the blame here. Let's grab uh, one more, and then we'll get to a midweek take here. Ed in Roxburgh. What's up, Ed? Hey, my bad for the last one. Oh, all good. Doing? What are you thinking? Uh, well, so Howie, I mean, I don't uh, – I think Howie's good, but, you know, Seth Joyner, when he was on, I first said, hey, like, I, I'm not against Howie. And then when Seth was on and hearing his take, I was like, oh, you know, he's right. I think we do need to invest in this defense. I think we paid Jalen a lot of money, which I love, but I think it was at the expense of our defense. Um. And I think that was the biggest issue with Howie. Yeah, and it was at the expense of the defense. They, they put all the money and a lot of draft picks at. I mean, this year they kind of evened it out with Carter and Smith in the first round. But you know, before this year, they had been putting offense, money in offense and picks in offense for years. It, it, it caught up to them. I mean, it, they didn't have enough good defensive players. Uh, my, my take on Sirianni is I think if you're wanting and if you're really seriously looking at firing Sirianni, I think that lacks a lot of wisdom, and I think it's a panic button. Um, I think Steichen was here for the entirety of his coaching career, right? And obviously in 21, they weren't the best, made some changes at the end of the season, got to the playoffs, and then obviously last year was great, right? So I think, to me, I put a lot of pressure here on Brian Johnson and the offense because the defense being as good – or sorry, the defense being as bad as it was, I think gets made off before putting points on the board – but I just – I don't know what happened with that offense. I don't necessarily blame Nick for it, even though he's over top of everything. But I do blame a lot – I put a lot of it on Brian because there's been – we weren't going to make it back to the Super Bowl this year anyway. Like, nobody's made it besides the Bills of the 90s. I don't know why there's all this pressure. Did we not look good in the end of the season? Absolutely not. But that's why I think I – I mostly put it on Brian Johnson. Yeah, it's interesting the it. way you frame that. Like, I think if we had said in August – and, Ed, we appreciate it. If, if I said to you guys in August they're going to go 11-6 and six, – and losing the first round of the playoffs. 
disappointed, but not shocked, right? That's what happens to Super Bowl losers. They take a step back. Mm-hmm. It's the way it happened, though. That's why everyone's angry. Yeah, because it just fell apart. Yeah, they were 10-1. and one. I mean, we were riding high, and then all of a sudden, we just went through that tough gauntlet, gauntlet of a stretch. Well, even, they just fell apart. Well, then they went through the tough call, and then they lost the Giants, and they lost the Cardinals. I mean, that wasn't the tough call. That was supposed to be the easy part of it, and it didn't work out. All right, let's get to a midweek, mid-show, non-sports take here. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Hugh, I got I to gotta take on something that I've been thinking about for a while. What you got? I think there should be a rule that businesses can only email you a certain amount of times per week. I can't tell how much time I spend just clearing out dumb emails from everyone that has my email address, every company. And then if someone asks me, like, oh, remember I emailed you that? And I have to go, like, search through it because I have 50 emails. There's got to be some sort of limit on how often they could Not give you an you offer that. or an email blast with something. I, I, is I it once a that. week? Is it once a day? I don't know what the rule is, but we got to have something. I don't know. I, I, I feel you on that because I hate cleaning out my email. And I've had the same email address for, like, forever. So I, I definitely know what you're saying because it's 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 a hassle, man. I probably have at one point I had like I, I know it especially in my work email. I probably got over fifty thousand emails. Oh my goodness! So I am I I'm the opposite. Like I am I have to keep it manageable. So I will spend time getting it down to like I don't know forty emails. I probably shouldn't say this on there, but what do you got? I ain't been on my email in so long. I forgot my password. <laughs> No. If you're emailing Hugh and he's not responding, there's a reason. I mean, I know, like, nobody, like nobody really email. Like there are certain emails, like you know, we got HR stuff that we have to do. Like I like, and they'll tell me, yeah. "Hey, you need to go on the go on the email to get this this done." But I ain't been on there so long, man. I'm gonna probably have to reset my password or something. So, I don't so even this doesn't bother you as much as me because you're not even looking. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm checking every couple hours no, and I'm man, overwhelmed. Joe, how many times people ask me to do stuff? And I add my the first thing out of my mouth is do I have to put clothes on? <laughs> like do I have to get dressed? Do I have to do I have to act like a grown up? Because if it requires me right now, I'm at the point now because the season's over. And if you haven't if you haven't noticed, Joe, I haven't shaved in a while. My beard looks, looks My scrappy. favorite part of this is as if you're still playing. The season's over. You didn't play a down. No, I didn't play one down. <laughs> my hair I got my ball spot starting to peek out from all of this hair that I got growing. I could care less about what I look like. So if anybody wants me to do anything that requires me to look like presentable, then I'm probably out on that. So if that means for me to check my email that, you know, and stuff like that, grown up stuff, I'm not doing that either. So, you know, I'm just saying y'all knew who y'all got when y'all got me from Atlanta. So I'm just being true to me. I'm not shaving. I don't want to do nothing that requires for me to be doing grown up stuff. Not right now. The season's over. I'm on vacation. Like I played 16, 17 yeah, I know. That's the way you're at. My, my favorite part of this is, is I found out today that email is grown-up stuff, according to you. It is grown-up stuff. <laughs> Emails? Because you got to do – you like most of the time you do grown-up – like when you get emails from the job, it's probably something grown-up. I'm just saying. Hey, could you respond to this? Or, or somebody might say, hey, could you, could you come on and do an interview? An interview for what? 
I interview every day. When I talk to Joe, I'm doing interviews. What I you talking about? just need a a limit here. Well, I don't know if it's once a day or once a week, but enough of the emails. But do you are you aware of like the there's a pretty small button usually at the very bottom of these emails? Yeah, unsubscribe, dude. Just unsubscribe. But but some of these companies, I I do appreciate. Like I'll I'll buy something mm. off them. They'll, they'll give me ten percent off. Like I want the emails. Nah, I just don't want that many. I don't mind Amazon huh. stuff because it's all requests. Here's what you do: you block their email address until you feel like you know like. Maybe you need it. It's like streaming services. You unsubscribe from the streaming service until you. Until like there's a Peacock? show on there that you want and I, need to watch. I, I am knee deep in trying to delete. We, we done so with got Peacock, me right? We done with Peacock. Oh, I, like, I, I, I took that off as soon as the game ended. Okay, I unsubscribed. We done with Peacock. Out. I'm telling. Okay. I've unsubscribed from like almost everything. So like, I don't even like. I don't get bothered anymore. Yeah, you're, you're living in the dark. I'm good. Yeah, I, I do. All right, two one five. Explains five, a lot. Two. Doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Ninety four, ninety four. We'll come back. Your phone calls. Hit as many phone calls as we can. What do you want to answer today? We'll dive into that. Howie, have you started to lose some faith here? Wavering in your confidence. Plus, the Baseball Hall of Fame results yesterday. Chase and Jimmy didn't get in, but does voting indicate they may have a shot down the line? We'll hit that. Your phone calls. Midday show. Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.